This program is brought to you by The Living Church Boise. Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Who can make straight what God has made crooked? You know, many times man can find fault with God, but he cannot change the decisions of God. And you and I, who are believers who say that we're blood-bought, that we've surrendered to Jesus, we need to trust the sovereignty of God. We've got to submit under His mighty hand. You see, at this point, at this point, we as Americans, right, uh, we, we find it very skeptical that someone can have such absolute power because we don't trust people to have absolute power because we are people that like to be self-governed. And we don't want someone to have such absolute power. And me as a preacher, as I was writing this, I, I wanted to go off on a rabbit trail to tell you how God can be trusted because He's a loving God, because He's a faithful God. But, but God said, no, 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 no. No, you need to learn to submit under the sovereignty of God even when the path seems crooked. As a spiritual reboot for us, sometimes I think we get so coddled with, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, relentless love of God, which is true. But there are times when God says, listen, man, I know it's crooked. I know it's hard. But I need you to submit under my sovereignty. Would you realize I'm sovereign? Would you accept that I'm sovereign? And would you submit to my sovereignty? You know, a skeptic at this point would say, this is why I don't like Christianity. Please listen to me. This is why I don't like Christianity, because it's just blind faith. It's just blind faith. But I want to challenge you, if you're a skeptic, what God is calling us to is not blind faith, but He's calling us to divine wisdom. He's calling us to divine wisdom. And this is what it looks like to submit under the sovereignty of God in practicality. This is what it looks like. Verse 14. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. In the day of prosperity, be joyful. Listen, when things are going good for you, don't think it's because you're such a holy person. Okay, don't think it's because you figured out the formula for God to answer prayers. When you got a new car, when you get a new relationship, when your house is going well, don't think you figured it out. I figured out the formula. I know if I line up my ducks, boom, God will do this. When things are going well, what does the Bible say? Be joyful, man. Rejoice in it. And at the day of adversity, consider God has made this one as well as the other so that man may not find out anything that will be after him. As I was writing this down, okay, and studying through this, you know, it's quite possible that you're sitting beside a loved one uh, who's very sick right now, okay? And it's quite possible that... um, you are probably wondering, that person is sick, if that's you, I'm so glad you're able to join us. And you're probably wondering if you're sick because of your sin. If you're sick because you didn't please God. If you're sick because you didn't go to church. If you're sick because you didn't tithe or you didn't do this. Or during the time of quarantine you went reading your Bible. God's sovereignty is over all of that. And we're going to see very soon that God loves you no matter what. I know it's a little hard to to, to accept, right? But that's what the sovereignty of God is. God loves you no matter what. His love for you doesn't change. He created you because He loves you. He gave His life for you because He loves you. And in the sovereignty of God, He allows good things to happen and He allows things that we don't like to happen. And in all of this, it says, it's to keep you on your toes and not get you stuck in a religious dogma or formula or a church, you know, set up, thinking that there's where God's blessing is. Listen, listen to me very carefully. You individually, God loves you and knows you. And He's sovereign over your life. And the more you recognize that God is sovereign over your life and you submit to it, you'll watch that even in the crooked things, like God tells Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. And my strength will be made perfect in your weakness. 
when things go good, we often think it's because of our good works. When things go bad, we think it's because we've not been good enough. But we don't realize that good or bad, God is sovereign and he's the one who's over all. Verse 15, he says, in my vain life, I've seen everything. There's a righteous man who perishes in his righteousness and there's a wicked man who prolongs his life in his evil doing. Has you, have you seen this in your life? This annoys me a lot. When you're doing something good and you actually end up getting hurt. You end up getting fired. You end up being unfriended. When you're doing something good and then the wicked person will lie, cheat or steal and they will succeed. Have you seen that in your life? I've seen a lot of wicked people get rich. A lot of wicked people get promoted. A lot of wicked people have houses and cars and fancy families and families that look good and wives that love them and children that are adorable. And the good person, you know, the children are massacred. Wife is, you know, dead with some sickness. And you, in times like that, it's really hard to trust the sovereignty of God. Be honest with me. At times like you want to shake your fist up to heaven and say, what are you doing, God? You're not alone in this because there are some uh, heavy hitters of faith that felt this way. Job, for one, we spoke about being upright. God created everybody upright, but everyone's gone astray. Job, it says in Job chapter 1, verse 1, that there was a man named Job. He was upright. And what happened to that upright man? Satan himself comes to drive his life crazy. And he says, why do the wicked live? Job chapter 21, verse 7, why do the wicked live? Why do they reach old age? And how is it that they grow mighty in power? What is going on, God? Asaph in Psalm chapter 73, verse 12, he says, Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease. They increase in riches. Please listen to me. I know as we go through a spiritual reboot, it's quite possible that you saw the wicked succeed and because of that you stop trusting the sovereignty of God and you now are becoming like the wicked and trying to work things out in your flesh with your stubbornness and your arrogance digging your claws into your calendar your life your finances your family and you're trying to work it out my way don't be a fool submit and trust the sovereignty of God you remember last week we saw this in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8 it says better is the end of a thing than the beginning and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit Better is the end of a thing than the beginning. You see, folks, you and I cannot straighten what's crooked. Hey, good news for you, okay? You and I cannot straighten what's crooked. What's crooked, what God has ordained to be crooked, you and I cannot straighten it. There might be authorities that are ruining your life, your bosses that are ruining your life, and you cannot straighten it. There are some seasons you cannot pray away, you cannot fast away, you cannot rebuke away, you cannot anoint oil and make it go away. You cannot wave your handkerchief and make it magically disappear. Abracadabra. It's not going to happen. But God says that the end is better than the beginning. What's the end going to be for the wicked? Do you remember? In Revelation chapter 19, heaven's going to open and there's going to be a white horse and seated on the horse. Oh my God, I love this. Seated on the white horse is going to be the one called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. John the Baptist warned us of this day when he says his winnowing fork is in his hand. Speaking of Jesus, the person on the white horse, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear the threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Listen to me, you and I, we cannot straighten what's crooked. But you and I as believers in Jesus Christ can submit 
under the sovereignty of God. You and I need a spiritual reboot, man, because you know what? When things go bad, when things don't go according to plan, when things don't go the way you think it's supposed to go, when, when, when it seems like the unrighteous, the people that don't know Jesus are having it better, it's good for us to wear the joyful, genuine smile on our spirit and submit under the sovereignty of God and know that God, the crooked things, the straight things, you are sovereign over it all. In good times, I will be joyful. In the hard times, I will still praise you. Like Job says, man, can we just receive the good things from God and then reject Him when things go bad? No, we cannot do that. We still got to be in love with Him. Here's a few questions to ask yourself if you're wondering if you trust the sovereignty of God. Number one, do you look at your situation and do you think that you're being blessed because of your good works or you're being punished for your bad deeds? When you look at your situation, do you think that, hey man, you know what, God is really, um, you know, punishing me because, no, 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 don't get me wrong, there's consequences for your stupidity, okay, there's consequences for your sin. You stay up too late, guess what, it's going to be hard for you to wake up in the morning. Can I get an amen? Okay, yeah, and it's been really crazy because I got coffee the other day and I told this girl to get me decaf, but I promise you it wasn't decaf, man, it was terrible. This is like the third time this happened to me and... I'm like, why, Lord, why? It's terrible. But there's consequences for your dumb actions. When you drink coffee at 8 o'clock at night and you can't sleep, that's a consequence. But do you look at your situation and think that, man, God's blessing me because I'm good? Or God is being bad or, or you know, harsh with me because I've been bad? And if that's the way you look at your life, you're not trusting the sovereignty of God. You're trusting something called karma, which is Hinduism. You think that your good works will get you good, your bad works will get you bad, but you don't realize that God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. And if you're going based on your works, you're not trusting the sovereignty of God, you're trying to save yourself by works, which God hates. The Bible says we're saved by grace like we sang, not by works lest any man should boast. Second question for you, do you feel like God loves you less when you sin, and that God loves you more when you don't? Hey, listen, man. I had to highlight this in, in, in bright yellow because um, if there's one thing that you need to get this morning, I want you to get this. Please. God loves you no matter what. Okay? God hates sin. Absolutely. But you know what? God doesn't call you a sinner. No, He still calls you His creation. And He longs for you to be His child. He longs for you to act and behave like you're His child. And Jesus loves you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world, that's you and me, that he gave his only son. And I want you to know that you might have sinned this morning, okay? You might be struggling with guilt right now for what you did last week, two years ago, 15 years ago. And you've come into his presence with a lot of guilt and a lot of shame. And oftentimes, we masquerade this guilt and shame with our self-righteousness, which we will talk about next. But if you say, man, I feel like God loves me less when I sin. Again, this is between you and God right now. You're not trusting the sovereignty of God. And if you feel like God loves you more when you don't, you're not trusting the sovereignty of God. You're trusting your works. You need to learn to trust the sovereignty of God. Isn't it beautiful when God with his nail-pierced hands shoves his finger on that reset button of your life and say, hey, listen, man, it's time for a good spiritual reboot now. Come on. You've got to find the joy of your salvation again. You remember the time when you completely surrendered your life and said, God, I recognize I'm sinful. I recognize I cannot do this on my own. I need to completely surrender my life to you. God's asking us to do that again and to submit to his complete, absolute sovereignty. Now, this doesn't mean that we go on sinning because God is sovereign. A skeptic might argue and say, you know what? If there's no merit in good works... Okay, if there's nothing good that comes from good works, then what's the point of even trying to be good? Or he would say, if only the good die young, like Iron Maiden sings, only the good die young. Wow, the pastor sang Iron Maiden songs. 
I was forced to listen to it because I have two older brothers. Okay, if only the good die young, what's the point of trying to be good? What's the point in it all of trying to even be good? This is the second thing that Solomon um, wants us to consider uh, as we go through spiritual reboot. He says, reject self-righteousness and repent from unrighteousness. Reject your self-righteousness and repent from your unrighteousness. If this sounds too Christianese to you, I got the street lingo for you. You ready for this? You might want to write this one down instead of the reject your self-righteousness and repent from your unrighteousness. Don't kill yourself by committing religious suicide. Don't kill yourself by committing religious suicide. Um, in fact, I kind of like that better, right? Because oftentimes we put um, ourselves in places where you're killing yourself while you're committing religious suicide, where you're just trying to be so religious that you're killing yourself that you actually are becoming so unrighteous and you're killing yourself in sin. Anyways, let's unpack this. You know, um, oftentimes I've gone through this where you can get so overconfident in your self-righteousness, which is a disgrace to the grace of God. And on the other hand, you could live so much in sin, which is unrighteousness, which proves that you were never saved to begin with. Is there a fine balance between self-righteousness and unrighteousness? And is there a formula, a chart that we could go back to and be like, okay, so how, what, how do I walk this fine thin line? And Solomon's going to point these two crazy extremes of a sinful life that we live in the flesh, of self-righteousness and unrighteousness. He says in verse 16, be not overly righteous. That beautiful? That, that should be like on our mirrors, right? Be not overly righteous. Hey, you look... You look too serious today, like you're trying to be super pharisaical. Be not overly righteous, right? What he's saying is, he's, what he's not saying is, hey, listen, sin in moderation. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is, uh, do not be overly righteous and do not make yourself too wise. Why should you destroy yourself? What he's saying is, don't be righteous over much. Don't be so cautious over the outward behavior and performance that you forcibly attempt to pull salvation from God instead of receiving it as a gift, which it rightfully is. Yeah, Jesus, he warns us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, he says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Beware of practicing your righteousness before people. Don't be so self-righteous that you're so worried about the way you walk, the way you talk. Okay, but Jesus is saying, um, don't practice your righteousness before people. How easy is it for us to be concerned about what people think of us? And you, you become so overly righteous. And he says, do not make yourself too wise because you know what happens when people are super self-righteous? That's all the time we have for today. But we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. 